Betty. Betty. I was just thinking to myself, like, Ted and Jimbo, I don't understand how something could be that good. I know. It really, like, it's just kind of crazy. It's so good. Hey, are you in your sweater? Yes. I'm in my sweater, too. Yeah, I know. That's really good. Really good stuff there. It looks like Pamela's. We're in our Pamela gear. <laughs> How fun. I love it. All right. Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Hey, Slashers and Suits. I'm Old Ange. I'm Hey Suit. And on this episode, we're going to watch Friday the 13th, part two. Part two. I'm really excited. I'm super excited. Ginny is one of my absolute favorite final girls. And today, yeah. we are wearing our sweaters. And yeah, we've got our sweaters on. You'll see why. <laughs> so let's see, where are you? I'm at three seconds. So, okay, press play, on play. Three, two, one, play. Okay, here we go. Oh, here we go. I've got my iced tea. I have another white claw. Oh, of course you do. Oh, that's terrible. Where's the pork ribs? Not this time. Okay. I had too much salsa. Too much salsa? <laughs> hey, what kind of salsa? It's just medium salsa from the store. Yum. Casa Sanchez. Okay. All right, so we've got another Adidas signing. We've, uh, Established that we see a lot of Adidas, a lot of Converse, a lot of Puma. Love it. And creepy, kind of, we don't know where we are. It's nighttime in this cute little town with a boy singing. Um, itsy Bitsy Spider. Itsy Bitsy Spider. And then boom! Mysterious person in boots. Okay, POV shots. So we're always looking for the tropes around here. We love the tropes. There's trope number one. POV. And I, I don't do these jeans right here, though. <laughs> I know. And I secretly love them. Why? It's just... I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with these jeans anyway. They're completely out of place. <laughs> <laughs> but we see them in the puddle. We see just... Who, who is this? Yeah. Um, nice, nice nod to Halloween, too, with the POV approaching the house. Nice. Flashbacks, okay. Flashback from Alice. Yeah, we've got uh, Alice, the final girl from Friday the 13th. She's having some sort of nightmare. She's uh, having a lot of memories about the events from that film. Pamela Voorhees. Here's Pamela, good old Betsy Palmer. You can't beat it. Oh my. That's definitely part of why we have our sweaters on today. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And look at that sweater. I, I love it. She has that nice, uh, would you call that a baby blue? I would or call it baby blue. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it pops like it's really, really a nice sweater. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. 
I notice oh. it more for every time. I know. Like, I would sport that sweater. So. Jason should have been watched. Better watch out one of these holidays. I might uh, show up in that thing. Oh, uh, you should. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and a Betsy Palmer wig. Oh, perfect. Oh my God, why haven't you been? <laughs> why haven't you been Pamela for Halloween? I know. What have I been doing with my life? I don't know. <laughs> That's the best. That has to happen. Oh, maybe I'll do it. You, you might better. be able to me. You might be able to. Oh my god, and I should be Jason. <laughs> you should be Jason, exactly. And we'll just walk around and like yep. what? Be perfect. <laughs> oh, I love so we're still in the flashbacks. Um, the final showdown between Alice and Pamela. Right. And she's tossing and turning, um, flashing back to the her discovery of all the bodies. What a nice way to to sort of bring us up to speed, too. You know, it's perfect. We're basically flashing back the entire first film. Oh, for sure. So, in case you didn't see part one. Now you essentially have, although you you need to go see it. Oh, you need to go. You need to go see it. You can catch up um, on episode one, where we uh, watch part one. Yeah, episode one, which was uh, quite a bit of fun. Yes, it was really fun. You had a uh, you had a delivery of some ribs about halfway through. I know, I couldn't help it. And then we we talked food. <laughs> but we turned into some foodies, a foodie pod. Oh God. Oh, my favorite slow-mo. Slow-mo beheading. Flashback. Yeah. That's pretty epic. That's pretty so epic. So epic. Showdown. Alice the, and Pamela. Or the lake. Right on the lake. Right on the edge of the lake. I love it. So we're still in the flashback. I, I really, really appreciate how Friday the 13th does this for us. Oh, me too. You know, because in case you forgot the uh, multi-layered story... <laughs> <laughs> which it is <laughs> it is this scene right here with the canoe we don't know what's going on it's beautiful and just great music and everything's fine and then just that, all of a sudden it, it it harkens back to the great uh expressionists exactly um you know for us this was like the art nouveau movement perfect we loved it. <laughs> exactly. Slashes and suits were everywhere. Oh my gosh. We're on Spotify. Go listen. Yeah. YouTube, right? It's true. Uh, Podbean. Podbean. Instagram. Instagram at Slashes and Suits. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, slashes and Suits. And slashesandsuits.com. Yes. So. Oh. Get over I there. love it. Still flashing back to the very end when Alice is asking where the boy is. Boom. So got a 10 minute flashback here. I love it. it. It really just brought me into the movie. It brought me right back. For sure. So um, something doesn't seem right here with Alice. Something's not right at her house. 
-hmm. we wonder what's going to happen here. And I want to know where she lives because is she in a city? Is she in a town? How did this person in the jeans uh, make it from the woods to this town? Right. <laughs> We're going to have to do some research on that. So um, we'll figure that out. That'll be in the show notes. Show notes. Okay. We're going to figure out where Alice lives here. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm guessing some sort of uh, eastern seaboard. Nice. Little little quiet little town here. Seagulls and clam chowder and whatnot. Perfect. As <laughs> the perfect <laughs> spot for Jason to be. <laughs> right. He likes uh, lobster. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so we're seeing a little bit of Alice's place, and she's talking to her mom. She needs to put her life back together. Yeah, she's got a killer turtleneck on, too. Yeah, she does. How do you, how do you like this turtleneck? I love it. With the overalls. Um, excuse me, is this where Jason gets his overalls? <laughs> it just might be. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And they fit him, too. You like yeah. how they fit him? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, here we go. I love it. Um, I love her place, though. Her artwork is really um, demonstrated here. She's really good. She's good. I was going to say, um, she has a lot of talent, you know? She does. And are, are you sort of looking around her home with me here? There's lots of interesting things and older appliances and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to make out the poster on her wall. Just wondering. Yeah, what's going we're just on. we're trying to get a sense of who Alice is. Yeah, exactly. Because this is the first time that we see her in her natural setting. We've we've seen her in the woods before. That's right. You know, she was sort of a on a summer camp escapade, being a counselor. So right now she's back home and clearly traumatized and yes. absolutely not the same person at all. Ooh. So, very small nod to Psycho there. Very, very subtle, but uh, just a quick shower scene. No kill, but... But uh, a good jump scare. Yeah. yeah. That was our first little scare. So now somebody's uh, sort of playing games, calling, and not saying anything. Oh, yeah. And because at so, first it was her mom, but then... Right. Oh, hey, isn't that interesting? Like, her mom called, and so she picks up thinking it's her mom. Right, exactly. Ooh. So, Jason might be calling her from the neighbor's house. Exactly. Um, he got her number in the first movie. <laughs> He's gonna, like, take her out and whatnot. <laughs> now, I do wonder if her door was locked, since she just... I can't tell if she locks the bottom and the top, or just the top. But... If it wasn't, then he just walked in. Sure did. Sure did. I think that's how he gets in. Otherwise, um, he teleports. Yes. Which he can do. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> later movies he can, for sure. And, and he has uh, 30-foot-long arms, too. Yes. Which we see in this one. Yeah, that's a really, really fun scene. Oh, God. That's a really fun scene. See, people, 
this is what people sort of ridicule these films for. We just have fun with it. To us, it's just, it, it makes it even better, to be honest. I think so. It's very charming. <laughs> charming. Okay, now she has a weapon in her hands. So that's the same uh, refrigerator freezer from so many homes of that era. It's sort of the yellow tone. Oh, nice. Oh, with the red and white plaid kitchenware stuff, classic. Yeah, there's actually a, a great deal of Americana in the slasher Ooh. film. Second jump scare. A cat. Yeah, so it was a cat. Classic. Ooh, all right. Oh, well, I, he could have come in through the window, I guess. Oh, that's true. The window's been open this whole time. Okay, what do we have here? Uh-oh. What do we have here? Ah! Oh, Look at that. no. Look at so she finds a severed head in the fridge. You know, it's just like Tuesday. And uh, <laughs> oh God. it turns out to be the head of Pamela Voorhees, of course, the legendary killer from Friday the 13th. So how that head got into her fridge, uh, we don't know. I guess I guess we assume that Jason literally just put it in there. And first kill. First kill. So Alice is gone now. Um, and, and that's another one of our great slasher tropes. She was the final girl oh. in the last Yeah, and it was early. the pick that she had in her hand to go after him, he uses on her. Ooh, that's another classic one, too. We'll have people sort of using household items uh, for their intended use, and the, the camera will really pick up on them, and then later they'll be used for one of the kills. And then your favorite, the tea kettle. I love the tea kettle thing. So it starts uh, smoking, and it starts making the, the tea kettle whistle that it's done. And after Jason kills Alice, he just casually takes it off of the burner. Yeah, that's um, which, really which interesting I, detail. You know, that was like very sentient of him. Yeah. So he sometimes they portray him as, as being mentally disabled. Right. And other times they portray him as uh, surprisingly aware. So I know. You never know with old Jay. Oh, Manfredini music, though. <laughs> yeah, top-notch soundtrack going on here. Oh, so good. And long intro credits. All like right. That. We cut to somewhere else. We don't know <gasps> yet, but uh, we've got a young couple here driving along in their truck and uh, it's just a nice sunny day it's it's clearly in some sort of rural town i love how they there's always a cut to people driving yeah friday the 13th loves that that's they so fun look how yeah, look how tall the truck is <laughs> i know that truck is huge oh ralph a good old crazy ralph the Aww. 
We love Ralph. We're big uh, Crazy Ralph fans here at the pod. For sure. With his bicycle. He's he's probably like one of the most sweet and gentle characters in this entire franchise. I know. To be honest. And he's automatically sympathetic for the way that everyone calls him crazy. Oh, and he's he knows what's up. Yeah, he's he's like the only one there that isn't crazy. Exactly. Hey, they're calling a guy named Teddy. So, is that... Oh, wait, well, okay, we've got Alice. Look at this incredible sequence right here. So, <gasps> Ralph goes up to the, the teenagers and he says, You're all doomed. You're <laughs> all doomed. And then he just rides away on his bike. Look at him go. I know, I love it. This is top-notch stuff here. Um, and it's yeah. interesting how he knows. He knows that they're doomed, too. So he I'm, knows I'm, Ninja Gaiden. He knows Ninja Gaiden. I love it. Nice, um, nice reference to the wizard Fred Savage classic. Uh, one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, we love that. We should uh, we should cover it here and maybe in like a uh, a bonus, like a patron episode someday. Fun. Yes. I, uh, I think anybody in our general age range would have some pretty fond memories of, of that. And playing Super Mario Three, we could. That. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've watched The Wizard and played Super Mario Brothers three hundreds of times. <laughs> yes, seriously. We uh, we had so much fun. <gasps> oh, so here, we, here we go. New character uh, who happens to be named Ted. Exactly. So they call back part two in part four with Teddy. Yeah, lots of uh, recycling of names mm -hmm. in Slashers. Lots of Pauls. Lots of Pauls. That's uh, my favorite. Every final girl, you know, her name ends with a, a Y or an IE. I love it. Every single one. Except Alice. Except Alice. Well, but we started with here with Ginny. Too. Yeah. For, we for FTT. Her, we call her Allie. Allie. She probably okay. likes to call Allie. <laughs> yeah. Teddy has got some inappropriate use of thigh in those shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's <laughs> the trickster, the trickster figure. I personally, I like Teddy. I think he's fun. You know, I hate that I like him. Oh, no. But I do. Oh. Um, I want to know. that has sort of always uh, really affected me. I, I think it's his sense of humor. He's so fun. Yeah. And if I if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, then I don't <laughs> do, I, I do not do Ted. Like I will, I will just press stop on the movie when he oh shows up. Oh my God, <laughs> that's so mean. I don't know. Ted. <laughs> Wait. Uh, he, he can be very uh, charming in his own way. Do you like Shelly better than Ted? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> that is an incredibly good question. Shelly from Friday the 13th Part 3 or Ted from Part 2. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and say yes, I like Shelly better than Ted. What? Okay, what? I, it's actually a hard <laughs> be honest it's the hard yes but you know Teddy. because he's just much more sympathetic and you know how that oh, gets it's true that, that's just if it gets me in the heartstrings it's over with you know so. i know 
he, oh, he was so like bullied. he was like Shelly was was pretty badly bullied in that movie so I know I, I just automatically kind of want to defend him oh POV we've got someone in the woods so they had to stop because there was this big like tree in the road right. and POV to a hand looking through um, a branch at the, the teens and what's her face our teen picks up an old sign that says Camp Crystal Lake. Yes, and her name is actually What's-Her-Face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so look, now, now we're going to meet our core group. We've got our group. They're all going to be camp counselors. It's that classic, classic time period where it's like the week before camp opens, they're getting mm -hmm. everything ready. Yeah, never... Never actually showing the campers in these. Okay, now we have a repeat. A hand on a branch in the woods. Kind right. of POV. And who is it? And now we're in POV from, from somebody else who yep. isn't Jason. Which is, exactly. I'm, I'm really glad that they do that. It throws us off. It does. And I don't know and what... I swear, I <laughs> I don't know about this guy. I just, I, honestly, I think I like him less than Ted because there's something, he's not even the prankster. He's just this, I don't know, Calvin Klein, Classic. Just, ugh, wannabe. <laughs> yeah, so we've got our, our archetypes clearly set out here. We've got the prankster, we've got yeah. the shithead, we've got uh, several interchangeables like jocks yeah. or cheerleader types. Uh, not really that interesting. Everybody's pretty basic. Yeah. Um, pretty average, you, you would say, just sort of social archetypes. And that's that's really good for a movie like this. I think so, too. Oh, Crazy Ralph on his bicycle. And guess who passes him on the road in her little red VW Bug? Yeah, who's this? And look at the way Ralph looks on after her. Ralph is so cool. He just rides his bike around Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. Jenny! So <laughs> there's about twice as many counselors this time. I know. I was going to say they're so, we don't, they're not even part of the core group or the, the movie really. There's just, they're just there. They're just there in the background. So, you know, honestly, going back to Ted versus Shelly, oh, no. it's, it's just that Ted, all right, they have equal goofiness, mm -hmm. so they're pretty even there, but Ted is significantly more alpha. Oh, yeah, he's so, part of the group. Yeah, it's the combo of, of that, I don't know, there's just, uh, and, and kind of his laugh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. All right, so our girl Ginny gets out of the car, and right. oh, Paul. Okay, shout out to the name Paul. Paul, our Paul. yeah, our um, counselor in charge, I guess. What is like the authority figure, yeah. if there is one. Um, and he and Ginny, I think, have a relationship of sorts. Yes, they do, um, which of course goes back to Friday the 13th, part one. Mm -hmm. uh, exact same dynamic as the head counselor, 
had with the uh, person in charge. Except Paul and Ginny look like twins, so that creeps me out just a little bit. <laughs> oh, I just noticed that for the first time. <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I know. I never unsee that. <laughs> they look like Oh, God, that's the best. And he, he slightly reminds me of uh, uh, of a much nicer Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid. Oh, for sure. You know what we should do? FTT2 uh, from the other camp counselors that Ooh. we never catch up with. Wow. Okay, that's going to be some top-notch fan fiction. Ooh. I love it already. They're just at the bar all night. <laughs> yeah. The end. <laughs> Was that cool? yes. Keep clean during your menstrual cycle. That is my favorite thing that Paul says. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, watch out or the bears will get you. <laughs> <laughs> um... One of my favorite things Ginny does right here, she she totally gets Paul with that backfire of the car, just for fun. Yeah, she does. She, she's got spunk. She really does, and that uh, VW Bug convertible. Oh, I love it. Pretty happening. Um, favorite line coming up. Hey, I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. This is great. So we've got uh, a marshmallow roast happening yes. around the So the rumor or the legend has it that Jason did not drown and he's been surviving in the wild for the past years. Yeah, I, I really like that storyline, to be honest. So do I. That's my favorite one, because the other theory is, is of course, that he actually did drown, and, and that it's his ghost that's haunting Crystal Lake. But wouldn't uh, he come back as, like, that same age? Well, yeah, that's, that's one of the problems I have with it. And, yeah. and also because... Him being a ghost just isn't quite as cool. I know. I like it much better that he, you know, built that, you know, something for himself in the woods. And Yeah, he's very human. I almost gave a little spoiler, but I didn't. I know. Uh, that was good. I, I watched <laughs> out there. That was great. Oh, that was I great. I almost did the same thing, too. Oh, man. I'm thinking about the same thing, too. It's going to be coming up in a bit. It will. Um, I Look, love Paul's... I, well, yes, he's got the sweater, too! Oh, my God. It's, like, the exact <laughs> same Pamela sweater, except for gray. Yeah, the Pamela sweater. I've got the Pamela sweater, except it's pink. Yeah. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Pamela so. sweater thing. I love it. Look, and he has the hair like um, like one of the Mr. Potato Head pieces that you just stick oh in. Oh, my his God. <laughs> <laughs> but his delivery is perfect. He's so serious. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he's great. Um, okay, Teddy with a jump scare. Right? Yeah, his laugh is pretty hard for me to deal with. Okay, but <laughs> but the jump scare. He's in a mask, and during that really serious, scary uh, story about Jason, he pops out and scares everybody with this spear and um, a bunch of rabbit skins. I'm not really sure they what is happening there with him, but... Yeah, all, all of a sudden he turned into uh, <laughs> some sort of caveman. Yeah. Um, but you love that Teddy has the um, game. Yeah, he's got a portable video game uh, years before the Game Boy would come out. It's pretty cool. I love the counselor house. The... Um, it's not like the the individual camp counselor rooms or cabins, but I guess it's the maybe eating meeting house or something. Um, but I the hangout space with the music and all the games and the couch um, books. It just looks really fun. Mm-hmm. Chess. Yeah, everyone's enjoying themselves. We've got uh, sort of a a classic kind of a party. And Ginny, wrong white man. Check me. We've seen quite a few sweaters so far. I'm gonna mm. really keep track of that. This is great. I'm glad we have our sweaters on. Oh, me too. This is why we have our sweaters on. This exactly. Like the of the sweater. And maybe the question is, well, why not part one? Oh, you'll see. You'll see. What happens with a sweater. Um, but I love that Paul is so mad that he loses chess. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. And how about this dancing, too? Oh, goodness. I don't know quite what those moves are. Do <laughs> you think this is what inspired uh, Jimbo's dance? I, yeah, I wonder. He he wins that game, I will say. Like, if there's a competition, they... Oh, he wins. But this couple that we saw at the very beginning in the car, now she... What's-her-face? <laughs> is saying, oh, we should go to Camp Crystal Lake even though they're not supposed to because it's right. banned. So even Ginny's got a sweater. Yeah, Ginny's got a sweater. So they're next to Camp Crystal Lake, but they're not on it, right? Yeah, yeah, they're reopening the camp, but on an adjacent property. Adjacent. Yes, exactly. Voorhees. <laughs> um, so Ginny's back in her cabin and there's a knock. And right before that we saw a shadow with a hat. So I wonder who that was. And jump scare! 
Jump scare. Okay, yes, keeping track of our tropes. We're at four jump scares. Nice. Some more uh, character development. Jimmy and Paul. Paul. And then okay. um, some boots. And who do they belong to? Probably Jason, I think it's safe to say at this point. Or perhaps not. Or perhaps not. He's by a tree. I know what's gonna happen. So we start at the boots, the camera's panning up. Her. It's actually not Jason, it's Crazy Ralph. Oh, but I hate it because that means that soon. Well, let's just see. <laughs> no, something's gonna happen. Oh. oh, no. No, here we go. So, Jason's 30 foot arms yeah. go over the tree. Over the tree. Ralph is gone, fade to white. That's a sad one. The fade to white, though, is always so excellent. I know, but that one's really hard for me. <laughs> yeah, I really am going to so miss Crazy sad. Ralph. He's one of the only people in all of Friday the 13th uh, that you actually like. He's, he's so likable. Yeah. Because more often than not, people are rooting for the killer. And the, uh, the directors do a, an excellent job of, of making characters extremely dislikable. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, so that that can, can be a thing, which is really one of the things that drives the whole genre is that uh, the killers become icons. Like when right. we were kids, for example, Freddie Jason and Michael Myers yeah. were ar arguably the biggest movie icons of, of the decade. Uh, that's pretty huge stuff. You know, we were being them for Halloween and yeah. uh, they were everywhere. They, they were multimedia phenomenons showing up in Nintendo games. And stuff. Oh, yeah. So the question is, how did they become such heroes? And uh, besides just being cool, right. you know, one of, one of the reasons is, is that the, uh, the people they kill are exceptionally bad people for the most part. So it creates this, this very interesting dynamic. Yes, it does. I would say probably my least favorite teens, I mean least likable, are Friday the 13th teens. But then most likable, mm. Night Nightmare on Elm Street, for sure, for me. Yeah, I, I anticipated that. Um, there's some really, really good development in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Oh, um, no! <laughs> ooh, here, here we've got uh, a, a dog that uh, just got itself in some serious trouble. Oh, uh, we just look. <laughs> he looks up <laughs> and sees just a pair of boots, and then they cut to hot dogs frying. That's, That's terrible. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite scenes with Ginny, she's with her, her chainsaw cutting some wood. Yeah. So cool. That's our thing, remember? Ginny with the chainsaw. Ginny with the chainsaw. That means... Something is super cool. Yeah, and we're also going to name our band that. Ginny with the Chainsaw. Ginny with the Chainsaw. 
So, of course, Ted is the cook. <laughs> yes. Of course, he's on the grill. Just lots of rural campground stuff going on here. Excellent job of setting the mood. Yes. Um, we're practically at camp right now. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to throw my swim trunks on. Yes. Uh, oh, speaking of which, here we go. So now everyone's swimming at the lake. Oh. Uh, this, this is Crystal Lake. So we're looking at the old camp from across the lake. Okay. And yeah. our, our goofballs want to go visit the one to yeah. take off from the group. So they have this crazy idea. They're going to walk around the lake and try to go visit the, the old campgrounds from Friday the 13th one, where all of those murders took place last year, uh, which we could actually see buildings of in the distance just now in that, in that shot where everyone's at the lake. Oh, that's cool. So we're looking at the old camp. I really love that. And normally this would signal their doom because they are separating right. from the group and going off alone. So let's see what happens. And lots of uh, sort of idyllic fun in the sun stuff. The heck yeah. In, in every slasher movie. That's, that's part of the, uh, the great duality is that they show uh, beautiful young people without a care in the world having lots of fun. Right, and then there's this uh, sort of crazy killer on the loose. So, right. Um, very interesting stuff. Teddy is, of course, the lifeguard as well. He holds <laughs> every single job yes. that you can have. Um, and part one, they do a really good job of that with Pamela looking at them swimming from the woods. I like that oh, shot. Job with that, yeah. yeah. So these, these woods are pretty beautiful woods, too. I would go hiking here. That's what I'm saying. It, the shots are really pretty. I, I think that, honestly, that's an element of Friday the 13th that, sadly, only we really care about to this extent. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never really heard it discussed before or, or have seen it written about, but these movies are actually very beautiful in their scenery. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. And they feel very open and very large. Yes, I agree. Um, which is, a, you know, sort of a contrast to other slasher movies, Terror Train being the extreme. Oh, absolutely. Completely claustrophobic. The entire thing takes place on a dark, you know, eight foot wide train. Right. You hate it. <laughs> woods. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Terror Train for I the set. There's just something it. about the set. I, I guess you know what that movie taught me is is how much setting mattered to me. Oh, for sure. Which I, I had no idea. No. Yeah. So it looks like a a dog uh, got killed in the woods, which is really sad. Okay, jump scare. Love it. We saw a pair of boots walking towards them with better jeans, I may say, than the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but they get, the the teens get saved because a cop comes. Um, right. think maybe it's Jason, but then turn around and it's a cop or sheriff. Here comes Deputy Doohickey. Heck yeah. 
All right, so he's reprimanding the teenagers who decided to go exploring in the mm -hmm. in the dangerous part of the woods. Um, so here they are getting in trouble. I believe they're going to lose their dessert privileges. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's so funny. Really pisses off the, the deputy, but... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it does. The, the head camp counselor, it is worth noting, in every single Friday of the 13th movie, is, is uh, sort of overtly um, anti-establishment. They're, yeah. they're, they're kind of alternative. I would say Paul's my favorite uh, in that role. Paul's really good. He's cool. He's really good. I, I like him. Um, but I have to tell you, I love Steve Christie. Oh, that's right. You do. I love Steve Christie. I think I like Paul better. He's re he's really fun because um, that yellow raincoat is so iconic. Uh, oh, of course. Okay. And, uh, and, and his mustache, and he's one of those white guys with afros. Oh, that's so true. Just kind of a fun presence. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, what is happening here? And he was kind of a, a 70s holdout, too. Oh, that, he, uh, yeah, he so movie, has that vibe. It came out in 1980, but uh, but Steve Christie, here he comes straight from 76. Oh, my God. Okay, Jason jumps across the road in front of the, in front of Deputy Doohickey. Deputy Doohickey. <laughs> but I love it, we just see this flash of pillow. <laughs> <laughs> across the screen and then now we have this chase scene between um the between doohickey <laughs> and jason but when you close up to jason he's jogging at best it is so slow it's funny to me <laughs> yeah I, I love it chase they're in like a uh, like a chase scene on slow motion yes <laughs> and, then, and then he has to stop and catch his breath and look around. I love it. But uh, yeah. the music yeah, here is amazing. They're doing a, another good job at portraying the law enforcement as uh, just sort of being aloof and silly. So we've got a little shack in the woods here. It looks like a makeshift shack. Yes, this is what I almost said earlier. Oh yeah, you were gonna give this spoiler. I was, but it's so cool. Because whose is it? I know who lives here. Oh, it's so just oh, I, I think that uh I, I think that they're suggesting that Jason lives there from, from the start here. Yeah, I think so. Because who else would it be? Yeah, and the, but it is built. Like, he built it by hand, we assume. Yeah, he's a carpenter by trade. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me back to the point I was making earlier. It, I become very confused right. when Jason is assembling homes. I know from scratch, making sure that the tea kettle isn't on too long. And, There's a and crock pot up there. 
yeah, he's got a crock pot. He's like <laughs> beans. I mean, this is. I love it. This guy is is sentient, so I, I'm I'm not buying the、uh, mentally disabled thing. Oh God! Oh. Okay, deputy finds a room. We don't know what's in it, but he's obviously yeah, he is horrified. And we see some boots coming up behind him. No, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hammer,、uh, or the the pointy end of the hammer. <laughs> yeah, that one looked like it hurt. To the head. See you later, doohickey. Oh dear! Now we're back with all the campers. Uh, which kill was that, by the way? I know. I was trying to think. Is that four or five? Well, let's. Oh wait, no. Recap:、okay. We had Alice was number one. Yeah. Crazy Ralph. Was number two correct, or was there another one in there? That's what I was trying to. Oh, maybe this is just three. I, I was thinking of jump scares. Yeah, this is three because none of the counselors have died yet. Right.、Um, We can count the dog. I know. Let's say four for the dog's sake. Yeah, let's say four. Just as a little tribute. So now we've got our group split up into two. Half go to the bar, and half stay and home. Also,、uh, Muffy the dog is still around here, so、um, you just wonder if she had two dogs that looked the same, or or what? Oh, that's、uh, so weird. Yeah. I've always been very confused by that. Same, because they're obviously the same dog. Definitely. Okay, look at this full、That's、moon.、Cool. Look, beautiful full moon.、Uh, this is what I mean. Again, with the scenery, we've got a great long shot here.、Uh, just we we can see pretty much the entire campground in the distance here. We've got a full moon above. It's gorgeous. The, the counselors are heading to the town for. Like their last night of fun before their work starts, and we've got what's your face, a different,、yeah. a different what's your face, <laughs>、um, off alone, and she's walking off to swim, and not a good sign because she's going to be skinny dipping. So I think she's in trouble. Absolutely, yeah. Skinny dipping is、uh, generally equates to automatic death. <laughs> But again, I will say it's really pretty. Yeah. So here we are at the casino. It looks like a little rural casino slash bar that our counselors have gone to. Half of them stayed behind. So from here on, we now have two groups. Right, and it's it's pretty funny too because、uh, they're never coming back. So <laughs> it's it's like half of the、uh, cast just disappeared. That's what I mean. What? That's what I do not get about this one. Is usually they don't have that big of a group where we just don't see or hear of all the rest of them again. 
And why would they even be there if know. their only role was to go to a bar and never be seen again? It's so funny. We want um, answers. Yeah, we want answers. So before she went off alone, we did see a somebody in the shadows following her. Yay, okay. I love um, Mark, his name is, in the wheelchair, right? Mark's a great guy. I love, love Mark and um, the girl that likes him. Okay, hilarious lines from the first What's-Her-Face. We're getting some really good dialogue going on here. <laughs> And uh, how cute is this? They're going to be playing handheld video games. Yes! And they have a uh, sort of a, a back and forth exchange, <gasps> like a similar to what we would see in a 50s detective film. Yes. I love that she has such a huge crush on him, and it takes him forever to figure it out. I know, he doesn't even know. But I actually like them as a couple. Me too. So back to the, to the lake, we've got our skinny dipper. She's out here sort of just being carefree. Um, her name's What's-Her-Face, as you recall. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and I just noticed <laughs> something that gave it away. So a hand came down and took her clothes off into the woods. And um, mm -hmm. the theme music, the ominous theme music is playing. So, you know, she's alone right. and she's wandering off. So we think, uh-oh, but let's see. Yeah, it's the douche. <laughs> All right, here he comes, the douche. But you know what? I knew it was him because his, uh, the, the blue and white striped um, collar shirt. They sh they they showed too much of the arm, so it was him. Ah, very good observation. Just noticed that. Uh oh. So, that was another fake out. Yes. <laughs> you no, know, there's really there's lots of little goodies in this yeah. one. I really like part two. Me too. I, I, I like think it's the, one of the best. The, uh, sort of the stylistic stuff. You know how we, we kind of always point to the style, like how Friday the 13th as a, as a film has pizzazz. Yeah. You know, it really does. The fade to white is just the epitome. I love that. It's good. And I love the, uh, the soundtrack as well. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, the Calvin Klein guy has <laughs> stepped in a rope. Yeah, um, old Alvin is uh, hanging upside down in the woods now. And the girl, um, the skinny dipper's got to go and try to figure out how to get him down. And I love that she threw her towel into the woods, but it came straight at the camera. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and it, it covered up the camera for a split second. Mm -hmm. See, and then that's what I mean. I know, I love it. And then when she's in the room looking for things in the drawers, she disappears and then comes up right in front of the camera looking looking at everybody. <laughs> it's so cool. But 
See, they love it. Like, you, you see how much fun they're having filming this? Super fun. You, you can really see that they like what they're doing with this. Uh-oh. Machete. All right, there goes Calvin Klein. We've got uh, kill number five. Oh, man. And the thing about this one, though, okay, absolutely one of my favorites, but the kills are so censored and edited that it's almost too much where I'm not sure exactly what even happens sometimes. Yeah, that's a, a huge shame. This this movie is so incredibly censored. Um, uh, unlike uh, much, much gorier movies of the time, such as Predator mm. or the, the Aliens films uh, right. or several war movies uh, and just a lot of uh, diehard type action films too. Just about every exactly. other genre was was getting away with being gory, but there was this huge bias toward the slasher film at the time. Yeah, I mean, I can see that because they're all underage. Right. I think that's the number one factor. That's the number one factor. That's that's what made it so different. Um, and she's gone too, I think. That the skinny dipper, it she screams that she sees someone, but then it cuts away. So assuming that she's also gone, um, would that would make kill six? But the cut that I love is they cut right to the bar. Awesome, awesome bar band. Yeah. So that would be the beginning of a long running trope. In, in many, many slasher movies, there is a band that you see throughout the film. It's great stuff. They're, they're generally playing their music. Sometimes they have minor roles. Sometimes they get killed. Oh, and Ted <laughs> using the beer bottles is like um, binoculars. Yeah, Ted is in full-on <laughs> jokester mode. Oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, okay. This is one of my favorite things that Ginny says, where she tries to think about the psychology of both Pamela and Jason, and she has compassion for both of them. And she's basically saying, you know, let's think about this from his side. If he saw his mom die, like, um, he's probably pretty messed up about it. So she's yeah. at least trying to understand. She's, she's making a very genuine effort to, to understand where Jason is coming from, mm -hmm. uh, which, is, which is great because I think that you and I have both done that for many, many years with these um, slasher movie killers is, is we've tried to examine their backstories and, and yes. figure out what makes them tick. And some are significantly more sympathetic than others. And, yes. and I think Jason is at the pretty much at the very tip top of that list i mean i mean being a uh, a mentally challenged young boy who yes. who drowned because of negligence on the part of his uh, authority figures who were supposed to be taking care of them right uh, there's something about that that i think just about everyone will sympathize with oh uh, i i think he's on one end of the spectrum and then freddie's probably the opposite as far as Freddy is the polar opposite. Yeah, being sympathetic. The polar opposite. 
but he's also really fun. But I love him. So he's my favorite. It, it, it's he doesn't need to be sympathetic when he's mm. cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has the best jokes. Yeah, Freddie's got that cool factor. Yes, he does. Um, Freddie and Michael were both instantly cool in their first film, but uh, it takes it takes Jason just a little bit yes. to kind of get his cool factor going. I would say part three, um, probably. Yeah, and that, that's because he was he was not sure how he wanted to move around and do things. Yeah, um, and the mask. The mask is is what really puts it all together for me. I think so too. You know, yeah. I, I mean, having grown up with that iconic hockey mask as just literally the face of the horror genre. Nice. I mean, throughout the entire '80s and uh, and into the '90s, the the hockey oh, mask sure. is synonymous synonymous with the horror film. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, Freddy's mask and michael myers mask you know absolutely up there that's why we call them the big three but the jason mask though was the universal sign of 1980s horror well and way more accessible and affordable for kids to go you know try to buy for halloween or something yeah that's the thing if you want a jason mask it was like five bucks yeah you know, if you want a Freddy mask, it was like 80 bucks. Yeah, you have to get the whole, the whole thing with the burns. Oh, my God. Yeah, and the Michael Myers mask was like 150. It was yeah, ridiculous. because that one had hair. It had hair on it, and they were very well-crafted yes. and stuff. Whereas you can just go get a hockey mask. You can just It's, you know, anywhere. Go to a sports supply store and get a yes. hockey mask. You were all three of them for different Halloween. Yeah, I was really into it. These... Yeah. For a for a young kid, uh, you know, sort of elementary school age in the '80s, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers were the coolest thing on the planet. Oh, <laughs> uh... cool because it, it's like first of all, horror movies are cool in general. They always mm -hmm. have been, ever since Dracula, The Mummy, and Wolfman, oh, Frankenstein. Uh, there's always been something, sort of a self-conscious cool factor to these movie monsters. And then also, when you're a kid, they're sort of taboo, obviously, because, uh, you know, the teenagers go see them, and you're not supposed oh, to... Oh, for sure. As, as a little kid, they're, like, unaccessible. You're not supposed to yeah. watch them, you know? So, when you when you finally see them, it's like, whoa, dude. And it's then you so get fun. The great uh, revelation, which is that these things are just incredibly fun and incredibly funny and are every bit as much of a comedy as they are a horror. Oh, absolutely. That's my favorite part. Well, and the fact that you can edit them for TV, which was my favorite part, that you could actually, they used to have these kinds of movie marathons around Halloween. They sure did. And, and actually, that was my first exposure. I saw Friday the 13th on TNT. Nice. Oh, sweater! Hey, we've got another sweater. Got another sweater. So, our first what's-her-face. Yes, exactly, the sweater count. Um, and her boyfriend, the couple that went to Crystal Lake, they are upstairs in shenanigans. Right. And then 
my favorite couple. <laughs> um, I think they're going to be left alone pretty soon. Yeah, so that so your favorite couple is Mark and what's her face three. Yeah, what's her face three? And I know his name just because they were just saying it at the game table. Which is funny. Because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah, I actually um, didn't know until now. I know. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. All right, so another POV shot from What's-Her-Face 3, she's, or for her, she's in her cabin getting dressed, and we've got some scary vibes going on. More Ooh. ominous sounds. Oh, right, okay, and we, as we see through the window, she's going out to the car <laughs> to look for something. Which reminds me of Halloween 1. Oh, the keys. Yeah, this is pretty classic stuff. There's always someone sort of fiddling around with a car. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get the Paul song in Halloween. Yeah. That's going to be a really, really fun one. When, when we get to that part, when we do Halloween 1, let's sing along with that. <laughs> yeah, you, you used to have so much fun with that song. It's so good. Um, okay, so uh, 81. Here we go. Look at this jersey. So this is utterly fantastic, if you will. Um, he's got the, the jersey that simply says 81 on it. And of course, this film being made in 1981, it's pretty auspicious and it's pretty awesome. Uh, my favorite thing. <laughs> so Which... we, we like to think that he's sort of representing 1981 or giving it a shout out somehow. Oh, he is. <laughs> and now this is complicated for me because I really Ooh. actually like him. Right. So... Right. Look at, it, look at how, how, how well this is done. Look at look at this fade. This is my favorite fade. Yeah. Mark is gone, though. That's really sad. Machete to the face, and he goes down Boom. 10 flights of stairs. So our count is at what now? Seven? I think so. Six or seven. And... Oh, the fade, though. It zooms in and then fades. That's pretty awesome stuff. Okay, now we've got Boots in the cabin with our camp couple. Uh-oh. Jason. And he takes the mask off of that spear thing and goes up the stairs in his overalls. Uh, the first time I saw this, I thought he was going to put that mask on. I know, that would have been cool. Yeah. And we have not seen his face yet, it's worth noting. Right. They're not showing us his face, which is something that used to happen 
in uh, especially in 1981, we would only really see the killer from the waist down. Right. Until the last five minutes. Uh, that sets us up for the big reveal, which we, we love. You know, the whole who's the killer thing. It's part of the game that you play when you watch one of these. Right. Uh-oh. Looks like a kill number eight and nine. And all we see, though, is just the the spear coming out from the bottom of the bed springs. Right. The double the double harpooning. Yeah, harpoon. Uh, That's what it is. Quite quite an amazing kill sequence just then. Double uh, harpoon. Like you were saying before, too, um, these kill scenes are very heavily censored they're very edited so uh which is unfortunate because some of the best horror makeup art is yeah. to be found in the slasher genre and there are a few uh, celebrities that came out of that field most notably tom savini uh yeah who who made an entire career out of designing kill sequences and would would end up uh, going on to win awards for his work on Friday the 13th. As he should, because he's the best. He but really is the best. The difference between Kevin Bacon's kill and then the double harpoon kill, like, as the censorship is ridiculous. See, and that's the depressing thing is because of Friday the 13th one's ridiculous popularity that no one planned on, <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th, too, was subject to a lot more rules and stricter rules. Uh, I actually have read the rule sheet that they so had to follow. Weird. Very fascinating stuff. They had something called the Catholic League of Decency on their back. But that doesn't make any sense because it's all about, like, <laughs> the the kids dying when they do, you know, quote, bad things. So... <laughs> Exactly. The, the contradiction here uh, cannot be overstated. We have a, a Catholic organization uh, sort of taking a moral objection to the production of movies that portray mm -hmm. traditional Christian values as <laughs> being desirable. Okay. So what this tells us is that... Uh, they didn't actually watch these films. No, and they, they just didn't care. Um, so Jason was <laughs> was in the bed, and he he just sits up with the pillowcase on his head. And then... How fun was that? Fun was oh, that? our girl, though, who what liked Mark. First of all, her kill's completely censored. It's 100% censored. Um, but she's gone. So kill 10? We're at kill 10. So um, it's worth noting we've doubled Friday the 13th's body count and we're halfway through. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's another thing that started happening and as of 1981, and that would never change. Yeah, it pretty much only increased. The body counts went higher and higher to the point where uh, critics were calling these body count films. Yep. Uh, another, another famous... Uh, sort of um, pejorative term for this genre is right. the dead teenager movie. Right. The dead teenager movie. That's so, so weird. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's very interesting. Part of it was a generation gap. Sure. Uh, people who were who were of a certain age were not really in a position to see the value in these movies because they wouldn't understand all of the cool stuff that was going on. Uh, yeah, like the final girl. And in fact, most of the cool things they wouldn't even think are cool, like uh, all of the music and right. uh, all of the pop culture, all of the 1980s pop culture references, which are clearly aimed at young people. Right. Uh, and and then another thing is uh, sort of what's called the the universal bias, which is uh, not what it sounds. It it refers to the Universal uh, Studios horror movies of the the classic Hollywood era. So that generation, you know, they're they're more into things like Dracula and Frankenstein. Well, which I like too. But yeah, they're I great. also they're, like these. They're great. Um, because we're about to come up on my favorite part in the series or in the genre as well. When we have the final girl back with us, Ginny's back home. Well, you know what in the camp counselor house and she's about to figure out what's been happening and then it's going to be her the whole final battle yeah um, between the final girl and the killer and Ginny's into survival oh she is and Ginny's got her final girl shirt going looking stylish too mm-hmm. ooh Jason and Paul fighting this movie made a lot of money too i think that should be noted uh part of the reason we're so fascinated by these films is is the fact that they were so big yeah th the success so is out of this world and and it's uh it's a, a <sighs> very funny thing because these movies were filmed on shoestring budgets right they cost almost nothing to make and they brought in tens of millions so so the profit margin was out of this world right and that's why they became the go-to uh horror movie of the 80s and in fact probably the go-to 80s movie as a whole they were so easy and so cheap to make they were so fun so popular even, yeah you don't even need a script and and guess what everyone's gonna go see it i go yeah <laughs> that's when there's a rotten egg Oh my god. Oh, look at this. Okay, Ginny's in the bathroom. She's holding the door shut. But boom, Jason comes through the window. So now she's on her own. We think. She's... This is it. This is like the showdown moment. And the violins start up. And then... Woo! She's gonna... She's grabbing her gear, grabbing some tools gonna try to go through the window well not through it but out it <laughs> right but she's got her knife she's in pure survival mode now this is great I love it. Uh, she she's gonna fight jason she yeah doesn't know how to do it, but she's gonna try she's gonna give it all she's got that's what i'm saying uh, a very terrifying situation here here comes jason through the door but she's waiting that is so cool whoa and then jason with the pitchfork and out of the window she goes. Aw, but we see Ralph. That's really sad. Yeah. All right, so she's out of the window. 
She's gonna try getting in the car, but uh-oh. Call back to Halloween. And, and the car won't start. Mm-mm-mm. Which car not start. Foreshadow too at the beginning when she was she needed Paul's help. Uh, right. with the car. She's been having car troubles this whole time, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know why, but I love when Jason randomly just pops up and then <laughs> and then goes right back down from the window. Yeah, that's fun. I don't know why. He just, like, kind of jumps from uh, somewhere and then goes right back down. Well, Jason has some, some pretty funny mannerisms. He does. Um, but now Harpoon threw the car top, and Ginny is out. Officially running from Jason, back in the woods. Very classic FTT. This is what we call the final girl sequence. Uh, it has been initiated, so we've got the showdown between the killer and what we call the final girl. With her collar. Yeah, she's got her classic final girl shirt. It's uh, baby blue. Hey, you know what? Pretty cool that she was hiding and actually just kicked Jason. I mean, it, she didn't have a weapon or anything. She just oh, she tried. Kicked. Yeah, she yeah. just tried to, to get there. Oh, no. And then the other car is locked. And we see Jason. We see a lot more Jason um, in part two, I think, than, um, well, the killer, I mean. Yeah, Pamela was not on screen for that long. And uh, that begins yet another thing yeah. that would continue in the slasher movie is the increasing screen time for the killers. Which I have hmm, complicated <laughs> feelings about. I, I do as well. Yeah. I, I do as well because uh, as a film, it's clearly better to save the, the reveal for the end. Yeah. And to not show any shots from the waist up in until the reveal. I, I really like that part, the mysterious aura that yeah. they have. Um, but as they became celebrities, this is this is what we see. We see them on screen all the time because they became the star of the film, right? Which which certainly uh, took something away. It watered down the, the serious tone of the movies. Yeah. Uh, but it it sort of embedded itself into 1980s popular culture for sure and established. Uh, these these slasher killers as timeless icons there's just something super scary about just seeing the boots like yeah yeah I, I love the boots because it could be anyone yeah. I think that's my favorite part and now Ginny's hiding under the bed in one of the cabins and Jason's looking around we see in the shadows he still has the, pit, the pitchfork this is a really tense moment here. That's so good. He's right there. 
right beside her. And this is what would get me the rat. There's a rat on the floor. It's going floor. right by her head and I would freak out. Oh my god. Whoa. <gasps> no, 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 no. Poor Ginny. She's so, so she scared. Peter pants. Yeah, she's so scared. Um, which is a very interesting choice from a filmmaking perspective. Because uh, nobody wants to see that. But <laughs> <laughs> it certainly conveys uh, the the heat of the moment. She's clearly very terrified. Yeah. And the rat is what did it. Not even Jason. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's definitely the rat. Oh, my God. So Jason has got a burlap sack over his head with a rope tied around it to keep it on. Okay, look at this amazing move by Jenny. Grabbing the chainsaw. So she's fighting against the uh, the killer with a chainsaw. Jenny with the chainsaw. Jenny with the chainsaw. She is so cool. The, All right. Uh, the excellent book, uh, Men, Women, and Chainsaws. Yes, Carol Clover. That uh, that deserves a mention and is certainly worth a read. I've read it uh, <gasps> yes! several times. I That's love that book. Also, uh, another book called Going to Pieces. Nice. The Rise and Fall of the Slasher film. Uh, absolutely guess. excellent work. Excellent. We should um, post pictures of those books. I think we'll have to. Okay, Ginny is now in the spot where um, Deputy Doohickey was <laughs> <laughs> when he was chasing yeah. Jason. They stop at the same exact um, place in the woods by that um, big puddle. And it's, I don't know why that's interesting, but like why they chose that exact spot to kind of linger on. But it's the last place you see before they find Jason's shack. And so now Ginny thought it was somebody who might be able to help, but uh-oh. And look at the craftsmanship of mm -hmm. this shack. All right, so now where we saw this little room, we didn't see what was in it before. Now we see. Now we see. That it's Pamela. And yeah. a couple of the bodies. So he's got an altar to Pamela. Uh, her head is on the table with a lot of candles. And this is just uh, part of part of an obsession that <gasps> Jake has. Uh, of course, Pamela was his mother, and she was also the killer in Friday the 13th. And this is why we're wearing our sweaters. Yeah. Oh, heck so, yeah. Excellent play on Ginny's part. She, she puts on Pamela's old, dirty sweater, the one she wore in Friday the 13th. And she's sort of convincing Jason that she, in fact, is Pamela. She's talking to him as if she were his mother and placating him so that he sort of puts his weapon down and is very confused. It's brilliant. Perfect. And an amazing precursor to Corey Feldman doing that in part four, but pretending to be young Jason. Yeah, there's <sighs> this 
mm. ongoing theme of people sort of understanding Jason. Yes. And and they're able to manipulate him by understanding the dynamic that he has with Pamela. Yes. She was avenging him in the first film, and he's avenging her in the second film. It's it's pretty classic stuff. Jason, mother is talking to you. Hey, you do a good Pamela. <laughs> you do a really good Pamela. Oh God, she's so creepy. I want you to do your Pamela if we ever take the podcast on the road. Oh yes. <laughs> we do、uh, slashes and suits live. Yes, we totally have to. We'll、oh、go to different、goodness. places like St. Louis or whatnot. Yes, bring your suits. <laughs> That's the thing. Suits are required. Suits are required. Oh, okay. She has the machete. So final girl, getting the killer's weapon, which I always love.、Um, but she moves out of the way, and Jason saw that it wasn't Pamela. <gasps> yeah. So the、uh, the chase is on again. But then Paul out of nowhere. Here comes Paul like a hero,、uh, busting in the room. He's fighting Jason now.、Uh, the fight goes to the ground.、Uh, Paul is、uh, is really doing his best. And Ginny is looking for. What does she grab? The machete. Here we go! Here we go, Ginny. She comes after Jason right as he's about to kill Paul. Heck yeah! Another slow mo moment. Boom! Ooh, she got him. She got him really good. Oh, right through the neck and the shoulder. Slice. That's a good one, and and so Paul survives. She actually saved him. She's the hero. But it's actually pretty well worth noting. She、uh, she just saved a guy in distress. Yes, she did, she and she heck yeah.、Um, she wants to see his face, so she takes off the sack, and we see Jason. So these movies were actually quite progressive. Yeah, heck yeah. People just don't know that, you know. We we've said it. If we said it once, we've said it a million times. You know, the、uh, the plethora of mistaken ideas that people、uh, have about Lasher film. I know. Are are too are too many to name, but、uh, one of them is that、uh, it's it's a bunch of、uh, damsels in distress or or sort、right. of help. Helpless women—that、uh, that couldn't be further from the truth. No, it's、These、really not. Portrays some of the strongest female characters in the history of the cinema. Oh, I absolutely agree. First of all, and second,、um, there are just as many men in distress in these movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> and, and somehow nobody noticed that. I know. <laughs> it's. So, When、it's, these critics were were sort of、so、writing these these negative write ups of this movie, they they noticed when the killer is going after a woman, but they somehow ignored it every time he went after. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, oh, so Paul carries Ginny back into the cabin, but her leg is pretty messed up. There's a big 
gashed on her her leg and so I think she and Paul don't know what to do. Yeah, she's hurt pretty badly here. Okay, here's the thing. They hear a door. That's got to be really terrifying. Too. Could it be? Look at her. She's getting ready. She's shaking, but she's got the weapon in her hand. She's got a pitchfork, and she'll use it if she has to. Look at Jenny. She's so cool. She's just like, let Boy. him in. Ready to go. Ready to go. She's, She's gonna fight so off ready. the killer. She has to. Yeah, she is. She is ready. Okay, but here's the thing about part two. In two seconds. <laughs> yeah. We got a very tense build up here. The music's happening. Uh, Paul's gonna open the door, and what do we see? Hey, it's the little dog, Muffin. Oh, Muffin! Friday the 13th fake out. Now we just have this lighthearted moment right when we thought <laughs> there was going to be tension. And we have the most beautiful music again, like in part one at the end, in the canoe. Yeah. It's, it's so pretty. I feel it again. Uh, but then, oop, the double fake out. Uh-oh. Busting through the window. Jason! Grabs Ginny through the window. We see his face. He's got a beard. I don't know about that. I know I'm not really a fan of that at all. Um, <laughs> I'm not really a fan of this hairdo either, to be honest. <laughs> oh. Now but, the side of the head is is canon because um, yes, of course he had hydrocephalus or water on the brain. Right. So, um, you know, he, he has an enlarged head. But this is what I don't understand about part two. What happened? So now we see Ginny um, being taken away in an ambulance. <laughs> and this guy. <laughs> the paramedic can't seem to close the door. <laughs> and they just um, left there too. I like that. But... That's the end. Like, we don't know what happened to Paul. We have no... Paul's not around. We don't know how Ginny escaped. We don't know where Jason is. Um, it, it basically leaves all of these questions unanswered forever. So how do you feel about this completely open-ended thing going on here? There's no closure at all. Do you, do you like that as a device here or no? I, I do like it because I love Ginny so much. However... I'm really sad that the actress um, didn't want to return because I think part three could have been so, so good with the original idea to have it in the hospital and having her kind of deal with all of everything that happened. Oh, how fun would that have been? And I think it, it could have been very, you know, Halloween part two as well with Lori in the hospital. But, right. um, but Ginny just kind of having to deal with that, I think would have been really cool. However, it would have taken Jason out of the woods. I don't like that. I don't like that, to be completely honest, because that is his biggest strength. Yeah, it is. I feel like, I, I feel like the, uh, the setting in Friday the 13th, as we always point out, that woodsy rural setting is just so spectacular, you know, that... Uh, when you combine that with the cinematic devices, the fade to white, 
uh, the various sound effects, just that really hip way of filming. It's a really nice package. Yeah, I really like him in the woods. And honestly, then it would have just been Halloween <laughs> um, part two. I think that's the biggest reason why it would have been a mistake. Yeah. Because they can't directly compete with Halloween. No, they can't. There's no way they can do that as a movie, you know? So, so by taking this route and instead of a movie, it's just like this party the whole time. And it does so many self-conscious fun little things that it was able to distinguish itself. And of course, Jason, as we mentioned before, is extremely sympathetic and he we kind of like him. So, I the thing about that though is I really want to know. I have to know what happened. I've I've been wondering what happened or what was supposed to happen uh, for for decades now, and the ending is open. It's so, so open. It, it's also very abrupt. I thought too. I, I was not prepared for it to end when it did. I know. That was going on much longer, but the ending shot though was was pretty good oh god with pamela's head just pamela's head and then roll credits that yeah. was perfect right there i could have gone for even five more minutes yes um, exactly i would have liked to see you know what happens when jimmy gets to the hospital and and have her do the classic scene where she talks to the doctor and asks yeah him if he's still alive that would have been really cool. What you know? Where is he? What happened? Where is Paul? <laughs> yeah, um, Paul? Yeah, just really end in that kind of Alice way. That would have been great because then you wouldn't have to, um, you know, totally wonder like how is this a dream? Maybe it's a dream actually. I have so here's my other theory <laughs> that Muffin really is dead. Hmm. That Muffin really was the dog in the woods, and that. Probably Ginny got out during the fight. Like, I don't think that... My theory is maybe she got out, but Paul didn't. When she thought she saved Paul, maybe she didn't. And she, like, escaped somehow and got to, you know, picked up by the ambulance. But maybe that whole last, like, nice little thing, nice little ending where Paul and the dog are alive was a dream. Okay. Okay, so so at what point would you say that it stops being reality and, and starts being a dream? What is what is the exact point where she's dreaming? Because I like this. When she attacks Jason with the machete. I think maybe she runs out, but I think Paul's already done. I think she doesn't save him in time. Okay. Okay. So she fell asleep. Uh, she ran away from Jason yeah. and, and fell asleep from exhaustion. Yep. And dreamt that she killed Jason, that Muffin was alive. Yep. And that Paul, like, carried her to the room. And then Jason, you know, coming through the window was kind of the wake up from the nightmare. Like, oh, yeah, this is really, this is really what's happening right now. Okay, so when she gets taken off in the ambulance, is that part of the dream or no? See, I'm not sure. I let, I think that that's her waking up, and that's right. why Paul's not there. Uh-huh. 
All right, I'm liking this. Because where liking... where's Paul? So I think either she escaped somehow and, and Jason got Paul either way, or she ran when she thought she saved Paul, and that's when the dream starts. Um, and Muffin's not really there either. All right. Okay. That's I my... <laughs> I like it. My alternate ending See, theory. Thing that we, we love to do around here at the pod is... Uh, uh, yes. Sort of uh, give our own theories for some of the plot points that are left open. Uh, yeah. I, I think that the fact that we can do that is... One reason why I, I like the open endings. So I do, I love theorizing, you know, all these different, um, like, ideas. And, and I do really, I do really want fan fiction about what if Jason had a sister who came back. What if Jason had a sister? Now that is pure gold. That's my favorite thing to think, like... <laughs> <laughs> that she was sent off because Pamela was going crazy about Jason, but she comes back to, like, see what happened to him. I, I think they really dropped the ball on that one. It could have been so good. Like, in, they should have done it. Right? Because there's a lot about, um, oh, Jason, you know, there's a lot to do about Jason's father. But, right. but I think to keep, like, that female thing going about, like, the women in Jason's life, you could totally have a sister instead, and it'd be awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would rather see that than have, like, some sort of prequel about Jason's father. Yeah, I, I would sing. Because that's so stereotypical. That's what they would do today. Yeah. And, and, then, and then they would just explain Jason in, in the most one-dimensional way. Right, yeah. I don't want to see some, you know, confrontation... I yeah. think it'd be way more interesting if, if, um, not giving anything away, but in like a, a sleepaway camp thing where, you know, we're not aware of like all these other people. <laughs> right. Right. And that's a, that's a really good hint at uh, <laughs> one of the movies that we're going to cover here at the pod sleepaway camp and that is going to be a hoot when we do um i cannot wait i tell you you better uh, call your favorite owl <laughs> <laughs> a hoot. okay here's the thing i'm so in love though with part two you know even with the ending i love Ginny. i love paul i love the bar um i love the scenery we didn't even talk about the fact that Teddy is still alive because he's at the bar. <laughs> Teddy is still alive because he's at the bar. Now, how's that for a message? See? Uh, you I can escape it. everything if you just go to the bar. <laughs> but for me, part two goes by so quickly. I think it's one of the, the most... Um, well-written Friday 13th scripts like Easily. just the Easily. yeah cutting to all these different scenes from the lake to the woods to the bar back to the camp counselor house and then yeah. once the the kills start happening it just rolls so smoothly to the end probably the most well-written I think to so too honest. um and would you say that it's noticeably short length 
adds to its charm. Yeah, because it's because, just so yeah, fast. For me, that that was the case. Like it didn't have time to become bad. No, it it doesn't it at all. It was so quick, and because it was quick, it was super smooth. Oh, it's so good. And yeah, I I think few um, few of the final girls in the Friday series can beat Ginny, so that it has that going for it. Um, especially with what she does with the sweater. Well, she's she's in our uh, final girl Hall of Fame. She's in oh, the she absolute is. upper echelon of I the think final so too. girl. Yeah, she's she's the tops. Um, and but it has me so hyped because part three is kind of a a detour <laughs> in that oh, oh it sure is which we're gonna uh, do next however because we're on the fttt train but i i really i wish we could see it in 3d i'm really sad that we can't it's um, gonna be it's gonna be so fun though uh i, know. I, I hear that i hear that jason might be finding a mask <gasps> That's true, and so, I hear the soundtrack is pretty, pretty good. Oh gosh, it had me <laughs> dancing. It had me dancing. Uh, yeah. So healthy. and I, I, I tell you the the sheer amount of changes that take place between two and three. Oh my God! Are yeah. a true testament to what was going on. Uh, you know, one rule of thumb is what's going on in Friday the Thirteenth. Is what's going on in slashers as a whole right so if, if you see what's happening in a Jason movie that will be the tone for the rest of the slasher films that year right and uh, all of a sudden in Friday the 13th part 3 we get into like disco themes we get into uh, overtly comedic stuff all over the place yay we, and then That'll really? close out. <laughs> That'll close out FTT for us because we've already done part four, which was episode zero, for a very good reason. If you oh, listen yeah. to that episode, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> for slashers and suits. So that'll close out that, and then we're going to start. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time in 1981. We're going to be in Canada for quite a while. So. Yeah, that's that's going to be extremely fun for me. Canada produced. Uh, what, what I believe to be the, the, the greatest body of work in the, in the slasher film uh, as a whole. If, if none of them were the best slasher, uh, it, it is worth noting that they were the best group because every single one of them is, is so high quality and they're following all the tropes so perfectly. <laughs> um, and we also get the classic Guess the Killer game in every single one of them. Yes! I can't wait for happy birthday to me! I'm oh, so that's going to be fun. Uh, my so Bloody excited. Valentine is going to be really fun. Can't wait. Um, uh, the Burning. The Burning. So we'll save My Bloody Valentine for February, which is coming right up. We absolutely have got to do that. And then... We've got graduation Day. We've got Terror Train. Oh, can't wait. Um... Not. My Prom favorite. night, but Lee. let's see. We have oh well, and this week though we'll have episode three. Well, we'll have this episode. We'll have episode three up for FTT right. to close that out, and we will have Black Christmas. Black Christmas, we're going to be covering because obviously it, we're in the holidays right now. So uh, with the timeliness 
of it. We just thought it would be good. And then right after that, we're going to do New Year's Evil. Yeah. So we're going to be on time for Christmas and New Year's. Heck here. yeah. We want to uh, sort of line things up with the holidays if we can, because that's another fun thing about the slashers is that they all take place on significant days. I'm so excited. Okay, so will you have your 3D glasses? I will have my 3D glasses. Will you have your snacks? I will have my snacks. Okay. <laughs> because... So that's, that's what we all want to have. For the uh, Friday the 13th 3 episode, if you want to prepare, get prepare. yourself some 3D glasses and some snacks. Prepare right now. Literally now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be really great, and we're gonna be able to sneak in the the holiday themed films, but sort of continue our theme here. For and sure. uh, it's it's gonna be a lot of. Uh, a lot of good things to come here at the pod. Uh, eventually, we will have uh, some special guests. We're, we're thinking about Tom Cavini. Yes. Uh, we're thinking about uh, Robert England. Yes, I think he's just waiting. <laughs> yeah, he's been uh, he's been wondering when we were going to call him back. I love so, it. Uh, we'll I love it. That's and so then funny. also. Heather Langenkamp, of course. Yeah. Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street, one of our absolute favorite characters of all time. Nancy. So we'll have her on here too eventually. And uh, we're just going to keep doing what we do. Yeah. So get the movie, rent it, buy it, get your snacks, and meet us back here. What uh, What is going to be your number out of 10? for the movie that we watched tonight, the Friday the 13th part two. What's your rating? Ooh, for me? Oh man, part two is so up there. It really is. Like that's a nine out of 10 for me. Okay, a solid nine. Wow. A that's solid amazing. nine. That's a really, really strong score. Solid nine. And well, and here's the thing. It'd be a 10 if not for the censorship. Okay, touche on that. Touche on that. Uh, too much of the movie was cut out yep. to to be an actual 10 because the footage that was lost uh, is, is a huge part of the charm. So if we had that, I too would give it a 10. If, nice. if we had the movie in its complete form. Yes, exactly. Uh, as it is now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it an 8.5. Whoa! I'm give it an 8.5. Which, okay. Which is... It, it means I absolutely love it. It just, my my nines are mostly going to be for movies where we don't know who the killer is. Oh, that's a good point. And I only have one 10 because, uh, you know, otherwise what, what does 10 mean, right? Let me guess, is it Halloween? <laughs> it is none other than Halloween. That, <laughs> is, that is going to be my only 10 because uh, I, I want to sort of give it its, its dues here. And, and so I'm going to do some 9.5s, though. Okay, me too. Yeah, I, I'm going to do, like, the 9.5, and that's going to be the highest praise that I can give something here at the pod. Um, so with that said, my 8.5 is only a minus one away from, nice. from its highest rating. So, so it's, a, it's a solid B, nice. if you will. It's not quite an A, only because I'm not the biggest fan of that form of Jason. That's very true. I'm really not. You know, his movements. I know, uh, I don't like it either. I mean, as much. I didn't know who he was. Part three and part four, I think, 
Well, especially part four. It's like down for me. But yeah, yeah, love, Jason is Jason. But I love Ginny too much, and I love how just compact the movie is. It's just really watchable for me. It's, it's so easy to just like sort through. I only have one ten as well. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna laugh at me though. I love it. <laughs> I love. It. Do you want to go ahead and reveal that now, or no? Shall we wait? <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Okay, um, so uh, we'll have to uh, remind old Ange over here to tell us what her ten is. At some yeah, point. it'll be a, it'll be a ways away, I think, if we're doing all of eighty-one first. So yeah, yeah. So this is gonna be really good. Yeah. I happen to know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't give it away. So if Jason, if Jason had his hockey mask here. And he had more of a Jason vibe yeah. rather than sort of a confused kind of sometimes trying to be Michael Myers and sometimes yep. just kind of bumbling around. Yep. Uh, if his movements were a little bit more solid, yep. then I would give this very easily a 9.5. Nice. But given how important the charisma of the killer is. Yeah. I I had to take something away. I only took one point away though, because every single other element of the movie is spot on. I think so too. Spot on. The cinematography uh, that means a lot to me. All of the the cool little fades and cuts and just yes. the camera work. The way that these movies are filmed. I agree. It, it, it's just an exquisite style, and it's something that Friday the Thirteenth really brought into prominence yeah so we've got that combined with the scenery that we always talk about just this uh these idyllic woodsy settings lakes and trees Take care. you know so i factored that into my rating as well there's a lot to love here there's a there's lot so to love. much not my favorite jason either but definitely favorite final girl so and you know what I, sometimes I go nine with it, but it just depends. So it would actually be somewhere between an 8.5 and a nine. Nice. If I've got to settle on one, it's going to be an 8.5. You're going to see me give a lot of nines. Nice. Feed to the Canadian slasher movies. In oh, fact, the Canadians, the Canucks. Truth be told, you're going to you're going to see me give almost nothing but nines. Oh yeah. Eighty-one. I mean that's. Yeah, Canada's pretty easy for that, but yeah, um, it's going to be really funny to see <laughs> the ratings when we get into later and later 80s years. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. God, you're going <laughs> to... Oh, I'm going to be giving out negative 17s. <laughs> <laughs> but you still love them, that's what's fun. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll watch them, you know, I like to laugh. That's uh, the thing. Laughter is the best medicine. They they say it's one of those cliches that has some truth to it. Yes, it does. Uh, if something can make me laugh, I tend to like it. And uh, you know, I, I think that the same holds true for a lot of human beings. We we sort of enjoy things that we can laugh at. And I can't so, wait. <laughs> you know, the, the movies. If a movie can tickle me to that extent, yeah. Then it's it's going to have a place in my heart. But I think I'm excited because I think there's going to be some strong debates going on because I love some of those. 
Right. Some of those late 80s slashers I absolutely hate. And that I love true. them. Right. Right. So, um, oh god. <laughs> yeah. We we have see the great thing is here we have about 100 movies left to cover. So, true. we will have no shortage of material here possibly. Nice. And uh, we'll have to have sort of a different uh, way to prepare every time we had sweaters this time. Oh yeah. Well, and for part three, we're going to have our 3D glasses and some snacks. Yeah, snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be all ready to go. And then for Black Christmas, uh, we'll have to figure something out for that. Santa hat. You know what? Let's do it. Suits Let's do a Santa and hat. Santa hat. Let's do a Santa <laughs> hat. And then maybe for New Year's Evil, <gasps> we can sort of. Uh, Say cheers to the new year. We can work that in. That can that can be our our actual uh, new oh, year's party for sure. And also that soundtrack is good. Yeah, that's one you're gonna want to turn up for sure from the very beginning of the movie too. It uh, it lets loose, and the musical score resembles that of Greece at times. It oh, it it totally does. I has to be it. seen to be believed. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it is so so good. So we've got some incredible movies coming up. We just watched an incredible movie, Life is Great, and uh, don't forget to watch along if you can. Press yeah. play when we press play. Exactly. It'll really enhance the experience. But if not, just sit back and chill with us, laugh with us, in enjoy a couple hours with us. Uh, Yeah. Let us, take, let us take you back to a to a simpler time. Simpler time. And, uh, and 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 a zone where we just smile and laugh. You know, because what's wrong with that? I had a lot of fun. I had so much fun. Look out for episode three. Heck yeah. Coming very, very soon. And until yeah. then, keep your suit on.